Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to rant a little bit. A little bit of a rant about something today. More specifically, you've probably seen the title already, The Transfer Portal. Uh, The plan is right now, by the way, real quick, plan is uh, the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Games coming this weekend. I have told you guys before, I will tell you again, I do not follow recruiting. Uh, I should. I probably should. I just, I find it exhausting. So I'm going to find somebody that follows recruiting after the Miss-Al game. I know they're going through practices right now and things are happening and there's information and some movement and Kiffin and staff have been on the road and, and all that. And there's a lot of good momentum, it feels like, right now for Ole Miss uh, on the recruiting side of things. I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going I'm to bring a guest to you that uh, that is in it more than I am, that can provide more detailed information about specific high school recruits and some portal guys, but specific high school recruits that Ole Miss is in on, especially during the Miss Al game. So that is my plan later. But today I want to rant with you about something. And it's it, it's the transfer portal but not in the way that I heard a sports radio host in a different market talk about it yesterday. Talked about how it was killing the game and all that. He's oblivious, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, No, I'm not doing that with you today. It's more about the other side. I have heard so many people call Ole Miss's strategy on leaning on the portal to get some guys, again, not the entire class, but they are going to dip pretty heavily into the portal compared to some of their counterparts as risky. My question is, where's the risk? And I've dabbed into this a little bit with you guys before, but I, I can't, I, I have yet to hear one good example of why the strategy is truly actually risky. Not, I think it might be risky. No, people are just talking about it in definitives, and I can't figure it out. I don't know what they're talking about. So that's what I'm going to rant with you today. First, glad to hear from you guys. My name is Michael Borky. Always glad to hear from you guys. And uh, thank you for uh, for the DMs. I know uh, some of you sent me a message trying to figure out what the hell happened with last episode. I don't know. It was a uh, it was a hosting site issue. So, you know, you don't just upload a podcast into iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, you have to go through a hosting site that takes your audio and puts it into those platforms via RSS feed and stuff like that. Uh, Our hosting site was having issues over the last few days. Uh, Podcasts just wouldn't play. Spotify it worked with, but iTunes uh, was was an issue. It it was a mess. So I appreciate all of you that DM'd me. That means a lot uh, that you actually cared enough to hear my uh, random few-time-a-week thoughts on Ole Miss stuff enough to where you reached out to me to find out what the hell's going on. It was not on my end. It was on our our hosting site's end. I think it's all been sorted out. Hopefully, today's gets uploaded uh, just in time. So, anyway, thank you guys for that. And two things. First, follow me on Twitter, Michael Borky, if you haven't already. Facebook, same name. YouTube, also same name. Find me on YouTube. And second, I don't usually like doing this, to tell you the truth. I feel uncomfortable even thinking about it, but I'm going to do it here. If you, because I've been encouraged to do this lately, apparently this works. 
if you like what you hear, if you are a listener of any of my content, if you're a listener to the radio show, my live stream, or this right here, and you want your company to be a part of it, um, I've got multiple different platforms at Super Talk. I've got this podcast, I have a live stream, and also I'm on the radio show, which is our bread and butter. Um, I have various audience sizes, uh, anything really to cater what you're looking for. Uh, each of those platforms, this one included, uh, has a really consistent, stable, and dedicated audience. It does work. I promise you, it does work. We get testimonials all the time from our advertisers. It works. If you want to be a part of that, send me an email, borky12 at gmail, borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, one, two at gmail, or send me a DM, or wherever you, you send messages, send me one, and I'll help you out. Because I know this works. I've heard from people that say that it works. Our advertisers on all of the platforms, it, it works. We keep adding more because it keeps working. They keep renewing because it keeps working. So if you are interested and you want to be a part of anything that I do, reach out to me. I'll give you a hell of a rate. And you can be a part of this. Because there's a really strong, dedicated audience here, if you can believe it. It's pretty awesome what uh, what has been built in the sports coverage at Super Talk. So if you want to be a part of it, reach out to me. We already have two people at our first, absms.com, the podcast, brought to you in part by ABS Advantage Business Systems. If you're in the market for office technology solutions and you are anywhere in the state of Mississippi, if you're looking for office technology, absms.com is the place to do it. Anything. From copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, phone systems, if it's technology, if it's in the office, they can service you. So check them out, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. They will work with your budget, with your needs, and find a solution for you. The podcast also brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, right there in Oxford. I say it every time because it's true. I've been to meat markets all around this state. The best one that I have ever been to in the state of Mississippi is right there in your backyard, right there in Oxford at LB. So go by and see Greg and tell him that I sent you. Now, you've got some pretty nice weather coming. Uh, you got to wait a few days, but grilling weather is coming back to you for a little while. So get that started. Get your grilling or meat cooking started at LB's and get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday, but they're open every day. And uh, again, best place in Mississippi to get your meat. All right, rant time. Here we go. I keep hearing from people that Old Miss's strategy to rely on the portal is risky. I keep hearing people say that. Excuse me. I uh, and I'm not the the guy I referenced earlier that is in a different market. All the things he was saying about the portal were just wrong. He doesn't have a basic understanding of college football. The people that are saying it's risky, I'm not belittling them the way I I do this other guy I referenced earlier. However, I think all of these people that talk about risk are wrong. Honestly, I think getting players from the portal is less risky than signing only high school players. This balance that Ole Miss is clearly going through right now strikes me as a pretty damn good strategy. Going exclusively portal, bad idea. 
going exclusively high school now, I think also bad idea. But there is a false narrative out there that Ole Miss is going so portal heavy that they're going heavy into the portal. That's false. Right now, currently, if you look at their recruiting class, there are only 14 commits in their recruiting class. It is currently ranked in the 30s. Here, I'll actually pull up a more accurate. I'm just going to go to rivals for the sake of consistency. That's the one I use for rankings. I think they're the most thorough. That's just my preference. So right now, Ole Miss is ranked 36th. According to rivals in recruiting class, a lot of that has to do with the fact that they only have 14 commitments. Uh, that will change. They will add more. They are in on a handful, a, a bunch of high school guys, a lot of which I think is going to sign with them. They signed a, 11 more high school players last year than uh, than they currently have committed this year. And again, that number is not going to stay. And by the way, when you just look at their class, so Ole Miss right now has 14 commits, four of which are four stars. Last year, they signed 25, six of which were four stars, and that was the number 17 class in college football. If Ole Miss just has a decent close with the kids that they are in on right now, the number of blue chippers in this class will surpass last year's class for high school kids. And on top of that, let's pretend for a second that Ole Miss brings in 10 guys from the portal and people are going to spin it. They're going to spin it and say, Oh, that's bad. They want portal heavy. That's not a long-term strategy. With the new NCAA rule, if they bring in 10 guys from the portal, that means they had room to sign 22 high school players. That is, When somebody says to you, ah, well, your foundation being portal guys is wrong, how can you build a foundation when you have more than double the high school players and portal guys on your roster? What, what it, it's a false narrative. When, it, when that is said, it is not actually based in reality if Ole Miss brings in 10 portal guys and they do and you've already seen a lot of the processing happen anyway there's going to be a few more guys that are processed out uh, that means they will have room for 22 high school players that they fulfill that need maybe they don't even still it's a false narrative and on top of that people say this past Ole Miss team was portal reliant yeah, impact players on defense they stood out because they were transfers I mean even Sam Williams not a Kiffin recruit did not start at Ole Miss, but I don't think that's fair. He he was a JUCO guy. Chance Campbell, transfer. Otis Reese, transfer. Jake Springer, transfer. But what is the rest of the defense? What, what is the rest of the defense at Ole Miss? I mean, Mark Robinson was a running back at his former place. If you want to call his emergence as portal heavy, then so be it. But Ole Miss is secondary. Sands, Otis Reese, all high school guys. On the offense, one offensive starter at Ole Miss is a portal guy. Ten of them were high school players. So to, to suggest that last year's Ole Miss team was, quote, portal heavy is, is just simply inaccurate. They had impact players that they got from the portal, sure. But the roster wasn't entirely dependent on it. They just had a really good hit rate on guys that they brought in from transfer, and that's how that worked. So just the, the portal-heavy narrative is, is false when you look at roster composition. If they bring in 10 portal guys, that there will be double the high school signees in this class, roughly. So that in and of itself is false. But on top of that, even if it was true, nobody has yet to tell me what the risk is. What is the risk? Let, let me just pull this out there, and then I'll give you specific examples. 
If you need, I'll use Mississippi State as an example, actually. I'll use State as an example. They're losing Charles Cross. Charles Cross is going to be a first-round pick at left tackle. Really good player. They also lose their right tackle. Not a really good player, but they still lose their right tackle, who happens to be a portal guy, by the way. And also an interior lineman. They will lose three offensive linemen from that team. I suspect Mississippi State is going to sign high school offensive linemen, as they should. Ole Miss is going to sign high school wide receivers, as they should, or at least one. But you know what Mississippi State's going to try to do? Get somebody that plug that, that is able to plug in play right away, who has been in the college system, who has played against college players before, who you have film against college players before, who has been in a strength and conditioning system. Because who would you rather have replacing Charles Cross? A guy from, say, Clemson, for example? who maybe couldn't really crack the rotation but has played some and has been in the system for three years, and you know that he has been developed in a really good system, and you do have film of him playing against college players, who do you trust more, that guy or the guy that's blocking little Timmy who's going to be an accounting major at Southern Miss next year? Who would you trust more? Who is less risky to replace Charles Cross, a high school player? Or somebody that's been at Clemson for three years. Again, where is the risk? Where is the risk for Ole Miss? And you've seen it on their roster. Who would you trust more? Ole Miss needed linebacker help badly. You had Chance Campbell, who was familiar with DJ Durkin. You had the obvious connection there. Who would you have trusted more? With all due respect to a a really wonderful young man, uh, Momo Sanogo again? or a four-star from Nashville, or a guy that's played multiple seasons in the Big Ten who you know would, one, know your system, who has developed, who has grown, who you have film on, seasons of film on, of him playing college football against college football players and being effective against those college players. Who is more risky? The high school player from Nashville who may or may not be college ready? Or Chance Campbell? Who was more risky? Ole Miss needs wide receivers. Badly. You saw that they didn't have very good depth last year, and they're also going to lose Sanders and Drummond. Drummond's going to go to the Senior Bowl. I saw a draft projection that had had him as a fifth-round pick. Buddy, what a steal that would be for somebody. Uh, Hopefully it's the Saints. Because what a steal he would be in the fifth round of the draft. So they need wide receivers. Please tell me who was more risky. What is more risky for Ole Miss? A high school wide receiver who's being covered by somebody that uh, is going to go to junior college next year and get his first two years of college paid for by the state and and then move on to Ole Miss or Mississippi State or whatever and study business? and Or is it Jalen Knox, who you have film on, who has had experience in an SEC weight room, who you have seen be effective against SEC defenders. Which one's more risky? What about a former five-star who, who, who went to LSU, who apparently maybe really probably didn't want to go to LSU, going to transfer to Ole Miss? How often can Ole Miss sign five-stars? 
that guy's got incredible talent. He might go to Ole Miss. There's apparently visitors coming up, one from Vanderbilt. And my gosh, if you can look good playing wide receiver at Vanderbilt, considering what they've been through, then, oh, wow, you can play. And you have him on film. You've seen him in person. You know that under terrible circumstances, this guy's effective in the SEC. There's another wide receiver from Louisville that apparently might visit Ole Miss. You know you've seen him play against college players. You know he can get open. He can catch the football. He can run routes. He, he has the physical tools to make it. Ole Miss signed good wide receivers last year in last year's recruiting class. They didn't play. They couldn't play. They couldn't make. They couldn't play. They weren't ready. What's more risky? What's more risky at quarterback? Signing Dylan Gabriel? If, in fact, that still materializes, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if it does, is it is signing Dylan Gabriel a bigger risk than starting Luke Altmeyer? Dylan Gabriel, yes, it has been at the AAC level, not in the SEC, but look at his stats that he has put up. Look at his numbers. His touchdown-to-interception ratio, he's done that against college players for years. The adjustment for him to the SEC is not going to be the same as a guy that's barely taken any snaps. Ole Miss's strategy is a good one. This is how a middle-tier program should do it. Because five-star wide receivers go to LSU more often than they do Ole Miss, but the portal allows you to get one. You've got an elite-level linebacker, as it turns out, from the Big Ten. Ole Miss hasn't signed, I mean, you guys know this, Ole Miss hasn't signed Chance Campbell, or a, a caliber player like a Chance Campbell, How in how long? He is good at everything. And doesn't sound like he quite knows whether or not he's going to be declaring for the draft or not. So you may get an extra year out of him. Ole Miss doesn't get Otis Reese. They, they can't out-recruit Georgia for Otis Reese. Not with the resources Georgia has right now, as you guys know. But they got him anyway. Because they're willing to do this. All, all, there's an Auburn safety in the portal that uh, it, apparently is really heavy looking at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is really heavily looking at him. Apparently, he can fill that Jake Springer role perfectly. Guy's been in an SEC strength and conditioning program. He's played in the SEC. This is a great way for middle-tier programs like an Ole Miss to acquire talent they either couldn't get otherwise or to turn around bad position groups faster. I keep hearing about risk. Oh, it's risky. No, Jalen Knox isn't risky at all. You know he can produce in the SEC. You know it. Dylan Gabriel's not risky at all. You know he can produce at the college level. Now, if you can't get good players in the portal, then sure, trying to sign 10 guys just for the sake of it, sure, of course, there is risk in everything. But the way I see it, with the way they're doing it, and how they've evaluated so far, there's more risk in just signing high school kids than doing it this way. Your hit rate on portal guys, to me, is higher than high school guys. I think this is a good strategy. It's working. You're going to have people next year, and this is going to happen on Wednesday, too. You're going to have people, the, the takesmen, 
that don't look at, you had it last year. You guys remember that. It happened last year. People unaware, or excuse me, not unaware, unable to apply context to anything. Ole Miss needs wide receivers. People are going to look at their recruiting class and think, ah, no, they didn't really add much receiver help. Well, Jalen Knox is already on campus. They're going to add a couple more experienced receivers from the portal who have done it at the college level. This is the best way to get past losing Drummond and Sanders. Not hoping the four-star from Nashville can play right away. Because we saw how that worked this past season. It doesn't. Very few true freshmen are ready to play right away. And now that these guys have multiple years of eligibility left with the one-time penalty-free thing, this is a no-brainer. So when people talk about that, when people mention it, when people whine and complain about the recruiting class on Wednesday, which sounds like they're closing really well yet again, uh, don't listen to them. Because you know who's not factored in recruiting rankings? Jalen Knox, Jake Springer, Chance Campbell, Otis Reese, Orlando Umana. Those guys aren't factored into recruiting rankings. They're doing it a little differently. And this is the best way for them to do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the rant. (laughs) Check me out on the live stream tomorrow morning, every morning, 8 a.m., Just uh, find me uh, wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube and especially YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all that. Just more of me. If you want more of me, that is not just Ole Miss focused, but I do talk about Ole Miss there too, I guess. You can find more of me. I'm everywhere. I am everywhere. But if this is the only place you want me, I'm glad that, uh, that you consume at least some of my content during your day. So thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you guys again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.